0: Once you publish a book, you own a company, whether you know it or not, whether you want to or not, you own a company. You're the CEO, you're also the marketing manager, you're also the sales manager, and your job at this company is to sell the book.
1: Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello and welcome to the My Future Business Show. My name is Rick Nusky. I'm your host and it's wonderful to be your host because I get to spend some time with um, incredibly uh, talented people and, and on today's show, I'm with the wonderful Hank Queens. Welcome to the show, Hank. Hey, how are you doing? It's good to be here, Yes, absolutely. A pleasure to have you here. Now, I've been going through all of your bio information and uh, you're obviously a uh, lecturer and author of many titles, including how to self-publish and market a book, along with many other titles, which we'll talk about. We're going to be talking about the challenges with you associated with self-publishing and some of the strategies that uh, you would use for getting the best results when promoting your latest book. Now, before we do any of that, Hank, I'd love to spend some time learning a little bit
0: about you. So, where are you today? Well, today, I'm same place I've been for about uh, 20 years. I'm in, <laughs> in a, town, a little town called Westwood. It's in New Jersey. That's about 25 miles, extremely <clears throat>,
1: northwest of Manhattan. Now, you talk about uh, Manhattan being uh, the center of the galaxy.
0: Well, the, the people who live in Manhattan think that. <laughs> Well, everybody else knows.
1: <laughs> now I think um, for context it's always fun uh, and enlightening to share a little bit about I guess your life. I'm wondering that's been home for you um, since an early childhood or is that, is that where you grew up?
0: I'm sorry what? Did so you grow question?
1: up in the same location?
0: Um, I grew up, I was born and raised in Jersey City. Fantastic. Which is right across the river from uh, Manhattan. Fantastic. So, uh, I've, I've always been around Manhattan all my life.
1: What do you What do you remember of your childhood? Do you have any fond memories you could share with us?
0: Of of growing up as memory. as a child. Uh, yeah, got a lot of them. Yes, you know, a lot of high school stuff. Don't remember too much about grammar school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> high school was fun. College wasn't. Uh, I enjoyed working until I. Uh, uh, took an early retirement package to uh, Be a writer. Fantastic. Yes, and you've been
1: doing that for what over 12 years now uh, over, over 20 years over 20 years Wow, it time yeah. flies when you're having fun, isn't it? Yes, yes it does <laughs> yeah. Now I, I wonder um, I, I'd love to learn Um, you know, when you first picked up a book, what you thought, can you remember, you know, some of those early childhood book, uh, book reading experiences and what did they leave an impression on you? Early childhood books, no, I don't remember any of them. Do you have any that you would use for inspiration to write today? Um,
0: yeah, it's today, yeah, Uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh
1: that's a classic.
0: I was stunned when I read that, because all well, the science fiction I had read up until that had been serious. And this suddenly, you know, it started put humor in it, put a whole new uh, slant on, on on writing stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other book that influenced me was um, Catch-22. Right. The satire that is probably the classic satire book. And one of its it really affected me and how I write stories. Uh, I've tried several times to imitate the structure of the book, mm-hmm. which is kind of unique. Catch-22, it starts off as 90% uh, humor and 10% horror. <laughs> and in the middle, it's 50-50. And at the end of the book, it's 90 to 95% horror and very little humor. And I thought the structure was very interesting and it really mesmerizes the, the readers. So I thought that was a, you know, really a work of genius.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing i wonder do you like the uh, the transference from a, a written book into um into the movie format and do you watch movies at all yeah yeah and then of
0: course there's always terry pratchett mm-hmm. and his books and uh another one i really enjoy is tom holt a british author who has the craziest plots i've ever read <laughs> i actually had to give up reading two of his books because i was completely lost i had no idea what was going on with the plot i was so involved and so convoluted, but generally his books are very good. I really enjoy them. So what
1: did, what can you tell us about structure? I mean, there'd be a lot of people on the call today, Hank, who'd be thinking about becoming a self author and self author and not actually have a clue about how to go about writing a book.
0: How to self publish a book. Uh, that's a tough question. It's very complicated. Hmm. It's, uh, it's complicated because you the author, or the publisher. and I, I don't think that's... I think people have trouble um, coming to grips with that, that they the publisher and they have to do all, all the work, work a publisher yeah. would do if a publisher bought the book. And another complicating factor is the internet. Have mm-hmm. so you uh, If you're about to, you know, you think you're going to self-publish a book and you don't know anything about it, the first thing you do is you go on the internet and you start exploring yeah and doing research well there's a lot of good stuff on the uh on, on the internet but there's also a lot of stuff that's not correct it's uh, you know some stuff is just flat out wrong flat out wrong yep you got to sort through all of this nonsense and find out you know what what stuff do i believe what stuff do i follow and mm-hmm. what stuff do i ignore and uh, another still another complicating factor is once you start to research scammers find you oh. and they start to offer these great packages that will do solve all your problems. If you only give them enough money. <laughs> Funny that. So that's some of the challenges that you face when you're uh, trying to self publish.
1: Now, when you're uh, lecturing and talking about these uh, similar topics, what are some of the common questions that you receive?
0: Uh, people are generally, you know, if the, generally the audience doesn't know a lot about self publishing. So they're, they don't have a lot of comments because they're too busy writing notes. <laughs> well, that's a good a, thing. Yeah. You know, that, you know, it's, it's, it's all new to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I Another, wonder, can you share us, uh, share with us, um, how long does it typically take for you to write? Do you find the writing experience to be, um, thrilling or is it difficult? Or is it challenging? What is the experience
0: like for you? To, to write a novel? Yes. Yes. Um, well, they're fun. Mm-hmm. I write nonfiction. Also, nonfiction is more like work. But writing stories, you know, fiction is fun. Yeah. Uh, you just since I write sci-fi and fantasy, you don't have to do a lot of research. You just make it all up, and that's <laughs> that's a lot of fun.
1: Now, do you ever have any editorial assistance from external people who who uh, profess to be good at good at editing?
0: Um,
1: I'm not sure Can you repeat that question uh, with editing, do you ever um, hire people externally to help you finish off a book once you've written it?
0: Yes. Yeah. I have uh, the editors. That's, that's mandatory in my mind if you're, right. yeah. you know, self-publish a book or oh, yeah, even if you're going to try and get a publisher, you, you need to have a professional editor look through the book and rip it apart. Mm-hmm. And, and, and is there a, I is, have is there Sarah... a bunch of data readers, you know, of, of friends who will also rip it apart. So the only way you can improve the book is to have other readers or other writers tear it apart. Tear it apart.
1: So you're looking, you would suggest that people get um, those reviews before
0: actually going to publish? Yes. Right. Yes. And get it done, get the beta readers done before you have it edited. Yep. Uh, Otherwise you're going to have, you're going to have to revise an edited copy and you're going to make more typos, and you have to have it edited a second time. (laughs) I know that there's
1: a a lot of software out there that claims to be able to help you um, self-publish on the likes of Amazon and all these other Barnes and Nobles and all those other things. Do you suggest that you um, get involved with the software that helps you actually distribute it?
0: Yeah. Yes, I think you should. You should learn as much as possible. There's places to publish besides Amazon, but Amazon is the, is the big gorilla. Yeah. If you want to sell books, you got to be on Amazon. It's good to have other sites, but uh, you got to be on Amazon if you're serious about selling books. Yeah, absolutely. Now
1: I've seen your list of books. Now, out of uh, how many, how many
0: have you written so far? Do you think? Uh, well, there's a difference between how many I've written and how many are. Available to buy. <laughs> <laughs> but Some of these books were not worth you know, getting. Well, I, got, I think I got I got about twenty five books on Amazon right now, fiction wow. and nonfiction. And do you get the I same nonfiction for about the last three or four years? I haven't written a story in quite some time. I think it's just an evolution. Is that where the I guess the story
1: writer becomes the teacher almost?
0: Yeah, I started. I learned how to. I started writing short stories. That was my uh that was my ticket on how I was gonna learn to write fiction. Short stories and haven't critiqued. So I sold about forty or forty five short stories and then one day one of my short stories became a novella. And I was I couldn't really figure that out how that happened, but it happened. I wrote another short story and that was a longer novella. So I decided, well, that's the, the problem is my stories, I'm, I'm getting better at this, and my stories are getting more complex, mm-hmm. the characters are becoming more rounded, and it requires more words. So I said, okay, I'm a novella writer. So I wrote a novella, except it turned out to be a novel. <laughs> so I was just doing novels. And in uh, uh, writing groups, that I was at a physical writing group, I noticed a lot of people had Trouble handling or difficulty coming up with concepts that I thought were quite easy. Pretty basic. So I wrote a book on creating stories to help them out, and I wrote another one on self-publishing, and, and that caught on. I just started writing nonfiction books. Oh, <laughs> well, that's where I've been up to yeah, now. Yeah, wow!
1: And uh, you've gone ahead and you've created um, the ARC, the Writers ARC. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The, i'm sorry, uh, no, the, sorry the the writers and authors resource center writers arc
0: yeah well <clears throat> i wrote all these books i've been lecturing for a long time so i have a lot of stuff you know in my, sitting on my hard drive and mm-hmm. uh, especially all, I have all these nonfiction books so i started to take extract material from these uh, books and from the lectures and, uh, I put them up on this website called the, uh, writers and authors resource center for people to download. Um, uh, so that's, that's, some of the uh, short things, you know, like why you need a writing voice or, uh, another, uh, one is, uh, a plan on how to, how to write a novel, you know, how mm-hmm. to put it together. What do you do first? What do you do second? Yeah. And you know, this stuff on, uh, uh, writing an emotional arc and writing humor. So I got all this stuff that I, I know about and I made it available to, uh, to other writers on this on this website also with a lot of self-publishing stuff and uh, book marketing stuff on there also
1: yeah there's lots there's certainly lots on there I've had a look at it and I'm sure that uh, we'll will um, share the um, the URL for people to go and visit it at the end of the call if we don't mind link yeah. um, but yes. when we when we consider your personal journey I read somewhere Uh, in your information that it's not always i guess chocolates and roses when it comes to self publishing i'd love to share some of your failures so that those who are listening maybe can learn some things from those so they don't have to make the same mistakes so some of my failures yes
0: please you don't have enough time (laughs) but we'll we'll try and plug ahead i love it uh,
1: you know, because in, in, in those failures, there's got to be some some gold.
0: Yes. The, the, the thing with self-publishing is emphasis on the word self. Yeah. You're all alone. You're all alone. It's only uh, maybe some friends can help out, but, uh, you know, it's people you hire. Yeah. You know, mostly you've got to spend money. And, and the other thing is when you publish your book, the day it's published, Thousands and thousands of other books will publish the same day. Yes. So no one knows about your book and no one cares. So your job as a, a self-publisher is you got to start marketing the book to tell people about the book and to get them to care enough to at least look at it and hopefully to buy it. So that's where uh, the other part, po- poss- the other aspect is marketing, book marketing. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, writing a book, does nothing to prepare you for book marketing,
1: book marketing,
0: There's no similarity between the two, two, uh, uh, events. Yep. Yep. So, so you, you learn how to write a book then you learn how to self publish the book. Now you gotta <laughs> learn how to market the book. And next stage. <laughs> yeah. And that is, that's tough. Yeah. It's tough because <clears throat> there are so many different things you can do. And there isn't any one thing that guarantees success.
1: Mm.
0: Actually, none of them guarantee success. Yeah. So you got to try and figure out which is the one that works best for you. And it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of energy, and it take a lot of money. And the thing is, you've got to spend the money before you can get the royalties. Because if no one knows about your buck, you're not going to get any money in royalties. So you have to do the marketing first in order to get the royalties later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So do you find that, um, the, um, strategies that you use nowadays are more effective than when you started book marketing?
0: No, no, no. Uh, I mostly have used social media as a marketing and, uh, after all this time, I, I really haven't expanded my reach. You know, there's a limited number of people that know about me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no matter what I do with social media, it doesn't change the results. Uh, on a good month, maybe I sell about eight books. Right. Not exactly bestseller numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've recently, about two months ago, I decided that social media marketing sucks and I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah, you're out of it. I, I spent money on it. So I've evolved into something called ecosystem marketing, right. and a, a big part of that is my Writers and Authors Resource Center. Instead of trying to sell books, I'm going to give away stuff, and I hope that later on I'll be able to sell some big-ticket items. You know, like mentoring and coaching courses.
1: Well,
0: mm-hmm. so, uh, the thing about ecosystem marketing is that uh, nonfiction and fiction. Have two very different ways of going about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, with nonfiction, it's relatively easy. You can give away stuff, you know, like I have, you know, all the, all the stuff that will help people with writing and uh, publishing. Fiction is much difficult, and it helps if you have a series of yeah. books. Yeah. I have three series of books, and they're sci-fi and fantasy, and they. I've always said that they take place in a parallel universe. So the theme for my fiction ecosystem is alternate universe, and I'm going to have the three series up there. I'm going to put up stuff like short stories, mm-hmm. uh, character interviews, uh, background for the uh, for the world, all this stuff, and I will be attempting to sell book packages. Right. So, for instance, one one uh, one series is uh, gundolin is a fantasy land. So I'm going to sell. A package of all four books at a, a price that's half the price of Amazon. Right, and that's that's the way I'm going to start doing it. I I got the site started, but I haven't uh, done anything with it yet. It, take,
1: it takes <clears> time, time doesn't it? it? I'm it, sorry. It takes time, doesn't it? There's only so many hours in a day. Yes. Now I'm just about finished with the nonfiction, so I got time to get started on the fiction. Excellent. And, and <coughs> the expectation is that we'll be able to share it with the with the audience, that's for sure and certain Hank. Now tell us about your author blueprint. What's that about? Is that part of this whole process? The, I'm sorry, well uh, with that again? your author blueprint? Is that part of the same process? The you've got an author blueprint that um, um, that you use that you've talked about in your bio?
0: there some? Is,
1: is that the way oh. you is that the way you structure your books is, is there some sort of a system to the way you write your book you talked about writing in a story arc is
0: it the same thing as that having a blueprint for writing um, It's not exactly a blueprint as much as it's a sequence of how I go about doing it mm-hmm. the writing a fiction <coughs> book is you've obviously got all of these elements that you have to deal with characters, plots, you know, all of this stuff. And especially when you first start, it leads to a lot of confusion. Mm. And it's almost chaos for a while. You know, you figure doing stuff and, oh my God, I just did this. (laughs) That that doesn't work with what's going on in the plot. You know, you got all bouncing back and forth and it can get frustrating. Mm -hmm. So over time, I came up with, a sequence of how I go about it, and my stories always start with the character. Yeah, Don't have to start that way, but mine always do. Yeah. So, I get this character, and since it's sci-fi and fantasy, the character is usually a bit odd, and uh, before I do anything, I give the character a big problem, a plot problem uh, to solve. Yep. And I don't go any further until I get an ending, a solution to that plot problem. Nothing. I mean, this could take off and on for several months before I come up with a plot before problem. it
1: comes up, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I don't do anything on that until I get that plot problem solved. Then I'll come up with a, a, an antagonist and maybe the other, uh, the other characters and I'll come up with what is the full plot. How do I get from the story ending to the plot ending, the climax yep. of the story? Mm-hmm. Figure out all those plot events. Once I get that, then I can really get started and figure it out. The, what's the character arc and what's the setting and what's the scenes? But I think its critical element is getting the plot ending. I gotta know where the plot ending is. And yeah, I'm I can did... work out all the other stuff. Actually, I get a little crazy about planning. <laughs> <I couldn't> imagine. <laughs> because before I start to write the first draft, I mind map the novel. Oh, wow. I write a mind map for the characters, I have another one for the plot, and the third one actually ends up being a graphical synopsis. And it has every every uh, plot element broken down by act and by character. And I use that to that's that's my map to write the first draft. Yeah, well, wow.
1: and that seems to me to be a part of that. I guess that almost that blueprint idea that I was talking about before. You've got a plan and you implement it. But I wonder, um, having gone through this process myself, I struggled knowing when to stop. What was the scope of the book? Is that what your mind map helps you achieve?
0: Well, graphical synopsis does a couple things. First, it gives you control over what's going on. So Mm -hmm. you're not bouncing around, you know, on the extraneous uh, scenes that aren't necessary. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is it gives you, continuity i've noticed that if you, if you don't have some way of, of ensuring continuity so you start over with this character in the beginning and he's a grumpy old man and at the end of the book he has to be still a grumpy old man but sometimes in the middle of the book the guy turned he mellows out because he, he just just the way he you're right, more with the character and he starts to, to like the character and he he no longer is the grumpy old man and they got a problem <laughs> when you get to the end of the book and this is very, very difficult to root out later on if you write the whole thing, you know, first draft. Yeah. So the, the mind map allows you to control that and, you know, and to keep that continuity going. But you start to write a scene with this grumpy old man, you look at the map and you say, okay, I got to get this guy grumpy. You got to keep him grumpy in this scene. And it, and it works. It, it yep. is a, a good good system.
1: You've got to have that if continuity. If you're a pantser,
0: then... There, this doesn't work at all. You know, pastors, they just start writing it and have no idea where it's going and they relish that. I have pastor friends who think I'm out of my mind for doing all of this planning (laughs) stuff. They don't understand how I can do it. (laughs) I don't understand how they ever write a story to get to the ending. Without it.
1: Yeah. Now, I I wonder, I've seen the artwork that you use for your covers. Who does your artwork for you?
0: I'm sorry, tell me um,
1: Who does your artwork for your covers? Do you have anyone in particular who does um, the covers for your books? The covers? Yes.
0: Mm. All my covers are done by one guy out on the West Coast. And they're fantastic. Gary, Gary Tenuta. He's amazing. I sent him, I send him, all well, the, uh, the non-fiction books, they're all the series, they all have similar covers. Yep. The, the fiction books, I would think about a cover and I'd write down a paragraph. I said, I think this is what I want on a cover. Yep. And I'd send it to him. He sent me back something a couple of them, maybe a week later, and he nailed it. It's exactly it. what I wanted. The guy takes my words, <laughs> a paragraph of words, and turns them into an image. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So tell me, um, I know that there's um, people, including myself, I, th- I think about, how do you price a book? I know that you're changing your strategy to, I guess, the uh, ecosystem marketing, but when you are selling a book, how do you know what price is right? Um let me rephrase that. When you when you're pricing your book to sell, how much it, should you sell it for? How do you know what the dollar value should be?
0: Well, this is another uh
1: <clears throat> How long's profit? a piece of string? <laughs>
0: you know, if you if you're inexperienced and you you finish a book and say, Wow, this thing's gonna work a work of art, you know, people should be re- willing to pay tons of money to read my book. Uh, that, not really. You're not going to pay a ton of money because no. they don't know who you are. You're not a bestseller, so a lot of self-publishing authors, when they first start, they do research on Amazon and they see a similar book by a best-selling author, and then the guy's selling an ebook for twelve ninety nine. Yep. Well, I say, oh great! I'm going to sell my book for twelve ninety nine also. Well, you can sell it for twelve ninety nine, but you're not going to get any royalties. No one's yep. gonna buy it. Yep. So you gotta be realistic, you gotta price it at maybe two ninety nine or three ninety nine, mm-hmm. in order to get some sales. Yep. And once you become a best selling author, then you can charge to twelve ninety nine. But not when you first start out.
1: Yeah. Well, that's some sage advice because a lot of people do seem to jump into the deep end with their pricing, don't they?
0: <laughs> yeah. The thing is, you gotta. You got to suppress your ego. You got to make business decisions, not ego based decisions.
1: And you talk about business basics for authors. Is that something that you've
0: written about or are writing about? Yeah, I've written about that. I have a book, Business Basics for Authors, Mm -hmm. which I just revised uh, last year, some stuff. It basically says um, once you publish a book, you own a company. Whether you know it or not, whether you want to or not, you own a company. You're the CEO. You're also the marketing manager. You're also the sales manager. Mm-hmm. And your job of this company is to sell the bloody book. <laughs> and you have to make business decisions. You have to learn how to make business decisions. You know, you gotta learn how to <clears throat> you have to learn how to uh, do tax forms because selling a book is a taxable event. Yeah every place in the world, every place in the galaxy, really. You sell a book, you got to take, pay taxes.
1: It's a, it's a fact, isn't it? You've got to yes. treat it like a business. Yes.
0: An unexpected, uh, unexpected events. What do you mean I got to pay taxes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a minor detail in all of this. <laughs> so what yeah. are you writing at the moment? Are you underway with uh, another book at the moment, Hank?
0: Yes, I have a couple <clears throat> projects that I don't know. Well um, I talked about this ecosystem before mm-hmm. so I'm, um, I got an outline of something yeah yep. it could it could turn out to be a book. It could turn out to be a series of articles. Mm-hmm. It could turn out to be a, a, a video class. It could be all of the above. I'm not sure I'll, I'll figure that out after I write it.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
0: And I got another book I'm writing on, I got an outline, I got part of it done, it's called Successful Book Marketing. Excellent. And this is different than the other books, it has a different approach to my other books that have marketing. This one will have a chapter on ecosystem as well as a, uh, a chapter on social media marketing. Although uh-huh. so I, I don't like it. <laughs> Many, many authors swear by social media marketing and they're quite successful using it. Yep. So I'm not I'm not using it anymore, but other people use it. So I'm mean, not. Yep. Just one more difficult decision that an author has to make. Has to make, yeah.
1: I love the fact that you're willing to change direction. Now I I know you've talked a little bit about the social media marketing. You've talked about all of the other things that you've tried. And it strikes me to ask you, what about audio books? version audio versions of
0: your books is that something you've considered well i read about all of this stuff you know the audio books are the greatest market you know growing like crazy mm. so i had one audio book made for one of my novels mm-hmm. happened to be the most popular novel at the time mm-hmm. well nothing i think i sold seven audio books in about you know five years wow
1: that's not that's not a great result is it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, I'm not doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's some and some more insights. I mean, some things it, work,
0: some things what, don't, do they? Your books are extremely difficult to get done, and they're expensive. Hmm. You got to hire a, an actor. Is what it comes down to. You got to hire an actor, and they charge by the hour. They charge fifty to seventy-five dollars an hour. Well, I'll tell you, the first time I got, I got the audio back the whole book the whole the, the first draft of it mm. and it is really startling but what you got to do is listen to the tape yep. while you read the book and that is a startling you know the experience to to listen to someone tell read the you know tell the story out loud while you're reading it at the same yes. time yes and then you say oh my god i know that's that's not what i wrote in the book <laughs> Yeah. Then you gotta write down where it went wrong, you know, the exact minute and second, and you collect all this stuff and send it back to the artist and you know they fix it.
1: Yep, and they do their bit of, for
0: the damn thing a second time.
1: That sounds like it's a lot, it's a lot of work for not much return, that's for sure and certain, Hank. Now, yeah. um, I'm wondering, I know that you had one website, but in the information that I have access to, Hank, you've also got. A new website, which seems to have a lot of information on it.
0: Could you share that with us? Uh, uh, one more time, Rick. Tell me one more time. No,
1: the uh, you you had one website, and now you have a new website. Can you tell us about what's on the new website?
0: Oh uh, my! My one website is HankQuince.org. That's been around for years. Mm-hmm. But I started another one, uh, part of the ecosystem thing called uh, Writers Arc WritersArc.com. Yep, And that's where all my, um, stuff is, you know, that I'm giving away to authors and, uh, it's all on there. You can see this stuff and it has a link and it goes to like a back office called Gumroad yep. site. You can download everything. And then the other one that for fiction is going to be alt-universe.com. That'll be my fiction site. Well, eventually the, uh, Hank hey, site it will disappear or become just a minor part yep so it's, it's all a lot of work. <laughs> it's, it's
1: absolutely <laughs> a lot of work and you know having uh, been involved with websites and, and book authoring and writing and publishing it's just amazing the amount of content that you've been able to create do you ever sit there and go "Wow, I've achieved so much with my writing
0: yeah well I've been doing it a long time you know <laughs> <laughs> well stuff builds up over time <laughs> it
1: sure does sure does look if anybody's on the if if you're on the call today and you've been listening in to us having a conversation about self-publishing and um i can tell you you can't buy experience you can only go through it yourself and and become that published author and, and get out there and do all the, the hard yards to do what hank has done and uh, if you want to learn more i'll be providing the links back to hanks websites um, one three two or other not sure at the moment are we hank but um either way um hank this has been one of those calls that i have really really enjoyed and i'd just like to say thank you for joining me on the show today
0: well thank you it's a a fun way to start the morning
1: thanks for joining us today if you enjoyed the call then make sure to subscribe